0: The Miami Dolphins Prospect Spotlight Series continues with Washington State linebacker Dion Henley, who he is, how he fits with the Dolphins system, and where the Dolphins might be able to land him in the 2023 NFL Draft. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast, which is team building across the entirety of the NFL. Your teams every day here on the Locked on Network. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first, and in this case, also your second Miami Dolphins Listen of the day. Today is Tuesday, April 18th, 2023 special shout out to the everydayers who are tuning in daily to get ready for the 2023 NFL draft, which is of course where we are dialed in in the here and now Uh, we are going through this 2023 Miami Dolphins prospect spotlight series in hopes of being able to nail down as many names that the dolphins are going to draft as we possibly can. They have two picks currently scheduled one for 51, One for 84. We've gone through tight ends, offensive tackles, running backs, defensive tackles. We're now working through linebackers. We'll get into your offensive line as well before the draft. There's a lot of content coming, so make sure you hit subscribe. You can find us again on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Let's dive into Dion Henley, who's a really exciting player. Washington State. This was a player that I first watched in depth in November uh, when I was with Draft Network, uh, and I did the full deep dive. And as I have done in the past when I've done these write-ups for all 32 teams, I like to take specific excerpts from them and set the table for you guys to talk about who these players are that I have, have had multiple exposures to both scouting from a dolphin specific lens, but also from a national lens. And Henley's a player. You can visit draftnetwork.com and see the full report, but I want to read you guys kind of the biographical table setting of who he is as an excerpt off the report. And then we'll get into the athletic profile and we'll get into the production and um, pretty fascinating journey that he's taken. So let's go ahead, Dion Henley. Uh, Unique case study, fascinating developmental prospect for the 2023 NFL draft. Henley transferred to Washington State as part of a massive influx of transfer portal talent for the 2022 season and quickly carved out a role as a defensive chess piece that was moved around to maximize his impact. Henley illustrated an admirable nose for the football and the ability to consistently make a big play when his team needed the most, a trait that will serve him well at the next level when he finds his way onto the football field. Originally a two-star recruit, Henley hails from Crenshaw High School in Los Angeles, California. He originally committed to Nevada back in 2017 and spent his first few seasons on the offensive side of the ball as a wide receiver. He posted 17 receptions for 232 yards and three touchdowns across his first two seasons with the Wolfpack and also handled kick return duties from 2017 to 2019 before de- transitioning to the defensive side of the ball full-time. Henley's fast to flow to the ball, strong rally skills, an open field with a dynamic first step, and let's not put the car too far ahead of the horse here. The intro there paints quite the picture. It's a hell of an athlete, former wide receiver, and then he was a safety. Then he transitioned to linebacker, and then he trans, uh, transferred from Nevada to Washington State and had his best career year with the Cougars in 2022. He's peaking at the right time. Now, he is a little bit of the inverse of Jack Campbell. Uh, we did Jack Campbell this morning in that this is a player whose uh, polish is not one of his greatest strengths. He is still new to the position. This is more of an upside selection for what he can be down the road versus what he is right now. But I think what he is right now can still be an impactful player for the Dolphins when you consider what Diane Henley's background is. Uh, So let's talk a little bit more about the athlete of Diane Henley. He came into the NFL Combine at uh, six foot and three eighths of an inch. So 6003 is his official NFL Combine measurement uh, and 225 pounds. Those numbers are 12th and 5th percentile respectively for off-ball linebackers to come through the nfl combine since 1999 so this is not a plus size athlete now he does have plus length which helps He's 33 inch arms which is 73rd percentile for off-ball linebackers so shorter side lean build super fluid surprisingly long from an actual athletic testing perspective, he posted 90th and 91st percentile numbers in the 40-yard dash and the 10-yard split. He ran a 4.54 four with a one five, five, second, 3 three-cone drill. Uh, for as a point of reference, Jack Campbell ran a tenth of a second slower in the 40-yard dash and ran about five hundredths of a second slower in the 10-yard split at 250 versus Henley running that at 225. Uh, he also tested comparably to Jack Campbell in the standing broad jump. Campbell was 128 inches, which is 10 foot eight. I can do that math. And Henley posted 10 foot five, which is 91st percentile for stacked off ball linebackers. The only other test he participated in was a vertical jump at the NFL combine that was 35 inches. That was 64th percentile. So he's a plus, plus, plus athlete, but he's not a plus size player. From a production standpoint, however, you, you, get a lot of redeeming qualities here. Uh, This past year at Washington State as a redshirt senior, 106 total tackles, four sacks, 12 tackles for loss. He had an interception, three forced fumbles, really strong nose for the ball. You go back to previous year at Nevada, 94 tackles, four interceptions, three passes defensed. Gets his hands on the ball a lot kind of a ball hawking linebacker type uh, to bring it back real quick to to the athletic profile just some comparables here according to mockdraftable.com some names that you might recognize Deion Jones former LSU linebacker had success with the Falcons uh, Matt Milano with the Buffalo Bills uh, Milano is now a 14 million dollar year linebacker uh, and is the staple of that Bill's defense with the departure of Tremaine Emmons, who who signed a free agent contract with the Chicago Bears. Lawrence Timmons is on this list as well. Uh, And kind of the red flag name here is Darren Lee from Ohio State, uh, who who was a pick with the Jets as an undersized linebacker, and it didn't materialize. Jones and Milano and Timmons are great names to invoke. Uh, They also paint very different pictures from a valuation perspective, but that's more of, of our... Segment three discussion. We've kind of set the table on who Dion Henley is, what his path has been. How does he fit with the Dolphins and what the Dolphins currently have? That's a great question, and that's what we're going to explore next here on Locked on Dolphins. But before we do, grand slams, double plays, strikeouts, you name it, all back. So it's time for you to step up to the plate with our friends over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. There's no better place to get in on all of the Major League Baseball action. Right now, new customers you can get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. So go to fanduel.com/slash/sign/slash/locked uh, on to sign up, place your first bet, and get that one thousand dollar no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets back if your first bet does not hit. Don't miss your chance to step up to the plate at Fanduel with that no sweat first bet. It's up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets. When you join FanDuel today, go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, a Fisher partner of Major League Baseball. The contrast for Henley is fun with what the Dolphins currently have. I think there is a long-term play here. I, I don't think David Long is a bad name to invoke here either when talking about uh, ranges of outcomes for Dion Henley. Now Henley went down to the Senior Bowl this year and was awesome. Uh, really good in man-to-man cover skills against the backs out of the backfield. Has the kind of fluidity and range. You turn on the tape, you see his, his, his pursuit skills. He really flashes some, some dominant ability. But just a little rough around the edges, as you would expect for a player who's only played on defense for a couple of years and has only really played linebacker for a year and a half. Um, if I look at the Dolphins' line, current two start projected starting linebackers from a Um, NFL slant and and curve of the same grading process. I've got David Long down for an 86, and Jerome Baker down for just around an 80, uh, as far as their grades out of 100 points and the traits that I'm looking at linebackers for. Uh, Diane Henley compares favorably to David Long in a number of traits, including his tackling skills, his pass coverage skills, uh, his lateral mobility, I, I think block deconstruction for both players is is never going to be a true strength in the same way that it would be for a Jack Campbell. Um, but I think Henley also compares favorably for his motor and flexibility to David Long. So the question is, if David Long is going to be kind of this centerpiece of your defense on the second level, as the new addition for what you want to do ideologically that's different than what you've done in the past. Is Henley a good hedge? Is Henley a good long-term play with David Long with the durability questions that he's had where he's missed about a month's worth of action the past two seasons? And he's only on a two-year deal? And then you get a chance to reset? Is that the best way to use a pick? I don't have the answer. But that's, I think, the clear and obvious pathway. And then obviously there's the Jerome Baker conversation where we're going to get to a point here in the next 12 months where Jerome Baker's going to be a pretty significant cap savings for the Dolphins if they choose to go in a different direction for an aging player. And Jerome can still go. But what if you find somebody with more of a nose for the football, which I think Dion Henley has the potential to be? It's a lot of exciting sells here before you even get into Dion Henley and in the weeds of who he is as a player. I think football IQ is the area for him that has the most room for growth. And again, that's to be expected when you're dropped into a scheme where... Um, you have to make these cross keys and read the backfield and look like there was a lot of effort to, to communicate and get on the same page with his DBs. And at times the communication's late and, and the, the ball snapped and they're not ready to go. And um, that may be him correcting another player, but just based off of watching him in the box, process keys, process misdirection, it's just not consistent yet. You see really bright flashes where it really pops, and you say, wow, this dude can really play. And I think he can. And he graded he graded that way. He graded very favorably. Um, the traits that I gave him the best for, I, I, I gave him elite grades for lateral mobility, motor slash effort, and flexibility. I think those are his dominant traits right now. Now, I gave him a, a great grade for his pass coverage skills, His tackling skills, I think he only missed five tackles this year. Uh, He's very consistent in the open field because he's a very fluid and natural reactive athlete in space. So Henley, from that perspective, I think has the bonus length, has the plus movement skills, has the elite lateral mobility. This is a player who theoretically in space at about 225, 230 pounds should be able to finish a lot of plays. And you see that. Um, And then there's the pursuit component. And the range that he has, it's elite. (laughs) He's mugged up uh, over top of the center in a pressure situation. And the offense hits a quick hitter on the perimeter on the other side for kind of like a pseudo uh, screen to the field. And Henley gets out over top of all the wash, and before the sticks from the line to gain has an angle where he ends up working all the way over top to the field while starting on the opposite side, head up on the offensive tackle. It's just instance after instance after instance of excellent effort, pursuit, range, athleticism, burst, explosiveness. There was another one where they hit a deep cross. No, it 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 was either an over or a corner. 20 plus yards downfield and Henley was playing like hook curl on the boundary side and he's 40 yards downfield and chases this play down. Um, Just the sphere of influence that that, that if the play is live, he's going to have a chance to challenge the play when it's all said and done. It's, if, if it's going to be a matter of will and effort, which I absolutely loved uh, watching him on film. I want to read a couple excerpts, uh, including the top reasons to buy in and the top reasons for concern from the full evaluation that I did across uh, the 32-team the scope for Draft Network for that report that, report that I wrote. Uh, top reasons to buy in developmental upside, new position, explosive first step, explosive hitting ability, third down value as a coverage and pressure player, Uh, Top reasons for concerns. A little bit of a tweener for traditional linebacker play with his size. Not a viable candidate early to play stack linebacker in the box. Will require continued patience with his uh, growing exposures to playing linebacker in traffic. And again, you see really nice instances of inside the box, shooting gaps, pulling guards, flooding gaps, blowing up pullers and, and lead blockers and spilling the run to his teammates. And that's the concept that really is is what this Dolphins defense is all about, is spilling the run to the perimeter and getting horizontal flow and letting your safeties and speed linebackers flow to the football. So I think from that sense, he is a fit. Um, I just, and maybe this is the perfect situation for him to step into where you do have two players in Jerome Baker and David Long who early on in your career, but is that another pick that you want to spend after you used a third-round pick on Channing Tyndall last year? How much faith do the Dolphins brass have in Channing Tyndall? I think it would be foolish to put too too many eggs in that basket when we didn't see really anything from him last year. And if the evaluation says that Dion Henley is a definitive go and a player that will contribute, and and maybe Tyndall and Henley are your long-term answers, beyond Long and Baker in the the next one to two-year window, then so be it. I would not be adverse to that being the outcome at all, but you better be comfortable with what answers you will have at other positions if that's going to be the case. I'm going to read again just a another quick excerpt from the uh, the report here. You can read the full thing at thedraftnetwork.com. Uh, explosive finisher, which helps him to con- compensate for modest size as a second-level box defender. Between his sacks, forced fumbles, and plays against the pass, he's admirably making plays in spite of his rawness on seemingly a possession-by-possession basis. That's a guy you can build a case for, especially when he's active on special teams. Henley put the exclamation point in his 2022 season during the Apple Cup with a perfect embodiment of his journey, a reception on the punt team during a fake, highlighting his special team's value, his receiving background, and ultimately his ability to make a key play in a big moment. It's a fun player. Um, the valuation here is going to be really interesting because I think there will will be teams that maybe need linebacker help who aren't expected to be competitive this year who can very easily talk themselves into this player in front of some other linebackers who might be more high-floor players. Where he ultimately gets drafted is the big mystery bag question, and that's what we're going to answer here as we close up this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Real quick, before we talk about the grade I gave Dion Henley, uh, we've been having a great time over this course of this past weekend over on the subtext community, which is something new that we're trying here on Locked On Dolphins. It's a chance for you to talk directly with me, text about the Dolphins, whatever else you want to talk about, talk about content ideas for the show, get the the behind-the-scenes research projects that I do to be able to talk about a lot of things that I talk about. We're going to start doing some other stuff, too, planning on doing some uh, exclusive Live streams, Q&As, happy hours, that kind of stuff, which I'm really excited about. If you're interested and you want to find out if this is an opportunity for you, you can text DOLPHINS to 305-419-3924. That's DOLPHINS to 305-419-3924. Get your first two weeks free. After that, it's only a couple bucks a month. But a uh, two-week trial, you to talk DOLPHINS with me. That'll get you through the NFL draft at this point. And um, let's talk some DOLPHINS football and see if the subtext community is a good opportunity for you. Diane Henley's going to have a good opportunity at the NFL level. I can say that with with utmost confidence. Now, he does not grade as our top linebacker out of the two linebackers that we've done so far. That honor goes to Jack Campbell, who scored an excellent 87.8. That's a top 10 grade across all the 50-plus evaluations that I've done to this point in time. But Henley's no slouch. He scored as an 83.7. I think the upside here over Jerome Baker... And the replacement potential for David Long is obvious and apparent. And Henley scored uh, in a range that puts him in the same conversation for prospects like Michael Mayer, Israel Abanacanda, Anton Harrison, Zach Charbonnet for prospects that I like for the Dolphins. If this was the pick at 51, I would not be mad about it by any means. I would not be upset with that decision. I would be hopeful that he would find a role big enough to justify that draft slot early with the Dolphins' other positions of need and the Dolphins' other linebackers that are in-house. But I think this is a player who you could have a feasible chance to see on the board at 84, in which case I think it's a home run value type selection because you're talking about, well, oh, there's a little bit of a developmental curve, it's a non-premium position, uh, he's still new to the playing linebacker in general, And if that's the case, I I think the value would be too good at 84 to pass up on unless there's somebody who's graded above him or parallel to him in a more primary position of need uh, that also falls on the board on your face. But I wouldn't bat an eye at 51. I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be over the moon at 84. Uh, I I think this is a really good player. I I had a chance to speak with him briefly at the Senior Bowl too, get to know him a little bit uh, and his story, his background, the way he plays the game. Uh, he's going to be a really good football player for somebody. Now, predictively, I don't think he goes at 51. And I think he's got a pretty interesting chance to be there at 84. So if I were playing the game, unless all of the names that are equally graded or better than Diane Henley are off the board at 51, he probably would not be the player that I would advocate for. But he would not be a player that I would be upset about seeing be a Miami Dolphin, even if that meant at 51 if the board falls in a catastrophic way. That's the, uh, that's the challenge, right? Is we have to play the waiting game and uh, the Dolphins will be waiting quite a long time. They're waiting 50 picks to make their first selection as things are currently scheduled. So um, that's why we're doing the groundwork that we're doing now to get ready, to be prepared for whatever players are on the board to be able to know if the Dolphins made a decision that we feel good about or not. So we're going to keep on. We're going to keep forging forward. Uh, we have a lot more content coming your way, so plan accordingly. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Appreciate you guys who tune in on a daily basis. Shout out to all of you. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm Kyle Krabs. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll be back again tomorrow to talk about a few more prospects. Make it a great one in the meantime, and fins up. Peace.